0: you're listening to the damn good podcast with Edward court the go-to resource to help you navigate the murky waters of the new music business
1: no so, uh, Yemen yeah, welcome to the podcast this is the first session after over a year. This is the first rebrand of the podcast, which is amazing. And I'm glad to have you on. So would you mind introducing yourself real quick with two sentences, who you are and what you do, and then we'll jump right into the topic.
0: Yes. So thank you for having me here. Uh, So I'm Vincent Hervey and I'm coaching producers and mixing engineers to build their business basically. And I also help artists to build a sustainable music career. to make it really short. If you want a longer story, I can do it,
1: of course. <laughs> sure. Tell me, like, how did you get into it uh, in general? Like, why did you end up at this point? And how did she end up at this point? And uh... yeah, so, um, so I guess like, mo- like most people have said
0: by being a musician, playing in metal bands back in times, and then, uh, I was running my recording studio being a mastering engineer and then a mixing engineer. So often we do the opposite, but for me it was first mastering and then mixing. And long story short, uh, I was kind of bored by the music industry at some points was, okay, I would like to do more. So I was thinking of maybe creating a management company or label or something like this. And I didn't really believe in this system back in times. And long story short, I flew to LA to mix an album. And on the way to go, I met someone and he was developing a cybersecurity technology. So way different from the music career and the music industry. But I've been really attracted by that because it's like limitless uh, possibilities in the tech startup world. So back in France, I've started working on, on the tech startup with him. It didn't work out. So I keep going on my own. And what was about? It was about data privacy and how to help small businesses to comply to the new regulation about data
1: privacy, the GDPR. So how can what was your background in that?
0: Nothing, absolutely nothing. I've just it's just from pure interest. Yeah, I, I was like, hey, you know what? If If I can do something, let's try it. And so I ended up like from nowhere. And just so you know, like I quit school at 16. So really no background at all. Oh, wow. And so I ended up like into that was really tough because I had to learn so many things like crazy. Yeah. I can, but at the end of the day, I got some recognition from public authority here in France. On the, on the project and the project that I was creating. And I ended up giving courses at the university about the topic before I burnt out and went back to the music industry, I would say. So yeah, so this is uh, kind of my journey. And when I burnt out, I-, I flew to Montreal to visit a couple of friends that I used to work with as a mixing engineer. They asked me to go to a label meeting with them. The label was crap. They were kind of lost. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm tired of this startup. Fuck the shit, I'll enjoying it Yeah, like, you know what? I enjoy a lot more like the music industry, it's really who I am. And with this new like perspective, I know I can do a lot more in the music industry now. So beginning of 2020, I've said like this business of, first helping artists like develop their music career, build a fan base, how you can do it in a sustainable way. And most of the time it's about building strong foundations that you can keep develop over time. And 2021, I started getting like some producers and engineers like, hey man, can you help me with my business? And here in 2022, I am coaching uh, producers and mixing engineers on how to build a proper business. So I'm having like, Mixers making around like 10 to 15k a month, producers wow. around 10k a month as well. Very so, solid. yeah, so uh, pretty. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's, yeah, it's so great when you see people like growing, evolving, and being empowered and reaching the potential. And the coaching, like on um, developing artist careers, is going to be transitioned into online courses. And because it's, it makes more sense for artists because it can go on their pace instead of trying like to push them because when life happens and with other things they have to take care of, it can be really like overwhelming. So transitioning to online courses is for the best. I hope.
1: We will see. Yeah. I mean, that's individual depends on, but I feel, um, having someone be there on a the weekly takes a lot of commitment time-wise and effort-wise. So. You have to see how it works out for you the best, how it makes sense for, for your business, and of course for for the client's benefit. And I feel like, um, in my opinion, like what would be the best for me in the future and for the client would be like a hybrid in between ninety eighty percent courses, and like twenty percent like group coaching or like Q and A sessions on a weekly. That would be like, in my opinion, the best. But um, you have to see it for yourself. I mean, if it works, if you get if if you deliver results, that's all you actually need. So.
0: For me, like I I took uh, kind of uh, a a side like about not giving online courses for my coaching simply because I feel sometimes people will consume content, feel they know everything, and they won't talk to you and ask for help, and they will keep doing the wrong things without really growing. And so, by not that's me as well. Yeah. So that's like, for me, like not giving online courses, it's, it makes them like, they have to ask questions and they have to hold them accountable. So even though it's a bit more like kind of messy at the beginning, then they like really, they get they get on track really fast. It's a right. result
1: come pretty fast as well. What do you think in your opinion is like the biggest hurdle for for, Producers and engineers to make money in the industry. Obviously, like you said, your clients make 10, 15k. And that's that's like for someone who would hear, like, that's like most people don't can even make 1K. So it's like making 10K a month, this is like incredible. This is out of the world. And for most people, that would be the the major hurdle, is like even believing that it's possible to make money in the, in, in this industry. Because I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like the music industry is always behind any other industry in terms of like marketing, promotion, and money. And people have this poor poor mindset in terms of like, you can't make money. In the the industry, it's rigged. It's not possible. Artists are poor. And for me, I feel like this is not for me, for myself personally, but like for the people I encounter and see as potential clients, this is like the biggest hurdle for me to get over with with them. That is, is like brainwashing them into, hey, you can make good money in the industry, you don't have to be known and you don't have to be like the biggest thing and you don't have to have Grammys, whatever. Like you can make money as you are right now, that is comfortable to you um, and it's on your terms as well. This is what's bothering me the most with uh, the, the people that I encounter um, as potential clients. What, what is your, um, what, what do you see as the major hurdle for your clients? The thing is it always depends on the audience
0: you want to work with and money, like the way you will invest money into your project' life is related to your commitment to make it simple. Like I'm f- probably like the most the high, like the highest paid coach in this industry as a like music business coach, I would say. I'm the highest paid. Like my ticket is the highest. I know it from my competitors. Also, I'm making sure like people get results. So my success rate is around like 80 or 90%. So if you know from the coaching, it's around like 10% or 5%. Yeah, success that's rate. amazing actually. So I already commit to that, but so it's always based on the audience and you will always have people who are looking for the cheapest. And it's not because they don't have money. It's because they don't want to spend money into it. they don't really see the outcome because they don't want, like they're not educated about what is the possible outcome. Does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so you also have people who are willing to spend like two or three K for a mix, five to 10 K for music production, and they make things happen and they get like great, uh, they have great music carriers, basically. And so, you know, like uh, I remember when I was a mixing engineer, I got paid two thousand dollars per mix, at my highest. And for some people, like even asking for two hundred bucks per mix is like crazy. My my very first rate was four hundred dollars per mix back in time. What matters is knowing, like you will always find people willing to pay for your work. And it's important to not devalue yourself and stand like, okay, this is what I want, and this is work, and I've invested in my gears, and I need to build up. And it doesn't mean like you, like even the very, very first work you want to do, you can even ask for 50 bucks just minimum commitments on both sides, basically. The guy pays right. you a bit and you do the work as best as you can. But the thing is, like I, uh, I got like a quite kind of a, a journey. Like when I quit school, I couldn't do something else. Like my parents were like, okay, if you want to quit school, you can, but you need to find a job. So I became a plumber. Okay, so way different. And when I first, when I had to 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 ask for money for music, for mixing, I was like, but I can't, like, I love it. How can I get paid for something I love? Yeah. And, and, and so like, this is something really important to understand. You can be paid properly for something you love doing. So what I would say to someone who wants like, to make, to build their music studio and make money from their talents, their skills, is like you will always find people willing to pay for your services. It's not about like okay, right away I'm gonna ask for one thousand dollars per mix. No, no, if you're at level of even asking for two hundred dollars is already a lot for you. Don't try to oversell and like go too high because you won't have right. like the confidence in it. So you can't jump work. over your head. You Got to exactly. do gradually. Yep, and so like it's it's really like. Focus on people who are invested in their music career, not the wannabes. And those people will be, like, will be willing to, to pay for for your services. $200, 300 $400 are still reasonable rates for a mix. Right. Like maybe $700 is, re- is reasonable for music production. Right. So this is what I would say.
1: Yeah. And... I mean, I feel this is this is on people like us and just experienced people to to educate other in the industry on that as well. Because most people will where should they get this information from? Like other business gurus and other uh niches, it's not super applicable to music. They might say like, hey, stand your ground, price your stuff accordingly, but it's like, how does that translate to music? So this is why I feel like it's on us. Experienced people, more or less experienced, who did that what we what we talk about, and I hope everyone who teaches that did what he's talking about um, to educate other people on that. And and of course, that's the first layer, the whole mindset thing, where where you have to uh, brainwash and mindfuck people into into believing into themselves and, and giving them the proper tools. And that's the first layer. Of course, you you would have to work with um, on a yeah, and and your consulting program as well. So, yeah, it, the mindset thing is is a biggie, uh, which is not the main thing of of today's uh, podcast. This is not the main topic. We're gonna to talk about a couple lesser topics, and I feel like the mindset thing should deserve a separate like twenty hour yeah. podcast, maybe, <laughs> because you, you cannot you cannot brainwash someone into thinking, hey, nope. you're you're the best in like two hours, because that depends on many many factors, like. If I look at my journey, I'm five years full-time in, into making music and, and p- producing and charging for mixing and, and productions, as well as like one year into coaching properly. I've been coaching before that as well on a sporadic basis. And I started out with like coaching people for 35 euros for an hour. That's that's me as well. So I started out with super, super low ticket, but like I've, I've done my 200, 300 hours by now. So um obviously that things are different now but it is what it is it takes it takes quite a bit of time and and mind fucking and brainwashing until until you're there but let's talk about a couple things uh, that people starting out they think they need to be doing to get clients let's let's pretend you're okay like i'm i'm a producer i'm a mixing engineer i want to make some money right now i want to get out there get some clients produce some other artists that i like for money or mix someone's music for money and i'm doing all these different things but what do what do i have what do i need to do like out of these many things like does that work or not and i have a couple things written down that people don't need to do or maybe they do need to do i don't want i want to hear your opinion um for getting clients and building a sustainable business as a music provider so the first thing I would say, and this is what everyone is is doing right now on social media, is get as many clients, uh, get as many followers, not as many clients. That, that's a good thing. Get as many followers on Instagram and TikTok as you can, because they think that equals clients instantly, which I feel is BS. What do you think?
0: It's a huge bullshit. We can say it. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't need like followers, you don't need You don't need any of that. Of course it helps, but I got like producers and mixers coming to me, like having thousands of followers, but they're barely making like
1: even yeah, 1,000 dollars a month. At, all. at yeah. all. We all know these people. We know like followers is the first thing, but then like, let's say any accolades, let's say it's Grammys, it's golden plaques, it's anything that can hang on a wall, but as well as uh, lots of followers. And you don't need that because business is is not about that. Like business is not about the most eyeballs, unless you sell something like products, like digital products, uh, Coca-Cola, things like that. Then it's about mass marketing. But if it's bespoke, one-to-one, if you, if you work with people on a one-to-one basis, you produce something for them, like how many clients do you need a month? Let's, let's say you need 3,000 euros to survive a month. You need two clients, A, 1,500 euros, or one client paying you 3,000. Um, of course you have to sift through a couple of people until you get one client, but it's nowhere near 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people that, that you need uh, to consume yeah. your, your account yep and as well as like how many how many clients do you have uh how many followers do you have to get your clients like as a coach
0: do you um, have like a big following i only have one thousand ish followers 1100 and what's like the funny thing is because i'm running two businesses my instagram is made is made for uh music career development and my facebook is made for music business development And on my Facebook, I barely have 10 likes per post, but yet I have a six figure plus business running on that aspect. And I don't have a website and I still have clients. That would be
1: the next thing, website. We'll get to the website. (laughs) Don't worry. All good. All good. That's the (laughs) way. And and like, I see it all the time. I, I talk to people, they're like, oh, I don't have enough followers to 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 make a living i don't have followers i don't have enough clients because i don't have enough followers but th- these things don't equal at all like it's nope. good to have that long term long term is a whole different thing you can build your brand long term you can get many followers and, and get but this is not the deciding factor when, when you create content or when you go out there to get some clients like the the amount of followers don't equal to money at all and i see other business coaches and business gurus and different, I'm, I'm like, I speak three languages. So I look at the Russian market as well. I speak Russian. And most people, what they do is, and most coaches, what they do, they, they teach how to get as many clients as uh, followers as possible and how to have the most um, eyeballs on your stories. And I mean, it's cool to an extent, but what's there, that's like the first step to, to get people people's eyeballs, but then, then what you do with them? It's like then then what you do then how how do you take them to the next step to become your client so um mm-hmm. for anyone listening thinking you need like thousands of followers if you're starting out you have like 150 200 followers on your instagram you can do it i did it starting out a couple years ago just just with hitting facebook groups and then starting out on my instagram slowly and and that that worked out beautifully and you can do it still In 2022, it doesn't matter. So the first thing that that is complete bullshit is the amount of followers that you have to an extent. I mean, you should have a couple people having a look at you, but it's like nowhere near 10K or whatever. And
0: something to to remember is we run a person-to-person business. So what matters is how you can communicate with the people you'd like to work with on a one-on-one because it's about how you're going to connect with them and understand them that will make a difference because what can happen when you have a lot of followers is, okay, I can't work with this person because it's unreachable, for instance, It's too big for me. I can't because there are too many followers. And I'm just going to be like even transparent. One of my clients has a Grammy, but still like, because business, uh, knowledge and putting a structure in place is different. It's great, like at least it's easier like to promote and market and find clients. Of course it helps, but it's not doing all the work. And it's like just what, 5%, 10% of your work is based on how it looks from the outside. The rest is how, like the strategy you have to build rapport with people, communicate with them clearly, and making sure like you're on the yeah. same page when you want to make your offer. And
1: most of the time people and are- actually, And of... actually making that offer.
0: Yeah, and actually making these <laughs> Because offer, most because people most don't
1: even the... don't, don't do offers. <laughs> Yeah, It's like they are. hope that, that people will stumble on, on, on their profile and just magically invite them to work with them. That's like one of the biggest fallacies. And I'm like, I'm not blame everyone listening, I'm not blaming anyone right of here. Of course zero. not. Zero. Like I might laugh about it because I'm laughing about myself. That's what I did. Like some of these things I did up to like a couple months ago, even I'm like, damn, like this is, it's actually different. So I, I just want to share my journey, what I know 100% doesn't work and what does work is, um, and that's like zero judgment here at all. Because I, where would you get this information from? Because actually no one in the music niche sits down and says like, hey, this is what works. This is what doesn't work uh, for free, at least. Like I, I can count the people on my hands. So this this is why I do the podcast, just to give a couple actionable things that do work and don't work and without any judgment whatsoever. And we all did that. Like
0: my recording studio, the first thing I'd, I've done, like spending money into a logo, <laughs> spending money onto a website, and then <laughs> hoping that people would come to me. And then, then I was right. just depressed. Basically. Yeah, that's the that's so shiny
1: object syndrome. Shiny object syndrome. Like all these different things that you think you need to run the business. And there's actually just, just one to three things that you do actually need. So let's do the next thing um, websites and logos. Which you talked about, like fancy websites, fancy logos, fancy graphic design, um, all of that stuff. Do you actually need it to get your initial couple customers? Zero.
0: Zero. Zero. Like you don't need it at all. Like, man, it's been, it's my third year. I saved a domain name back in times. My website was right. just a few lines that I've done like in 2020, even like end of 2019. I haven't changed anything. No testimonials, nothing. And even it's not even accurate anymore because I changed, I shifted. And I only start to release testimonials now that I'm scaling up my business.
1: Crazy how it works,
0: right? Yeah, it's like you don't need it. Like just trying to summarize it, how how you run a business. Find people you'd like to work with, Talk to them, see if you are aligned and if it's the right time for you to work with them. Get them on a call to see like, okay, we vibe together. I feel we can work together and do something great. Make an offer, close a deal, deliver. Yeah. Nothing more than
1: that. You don't even need to create content at the end of the day. Right. Initially long term it's a whole different thing depending on your depending on your goals what, what you want to achieve in industry like you want to make a name for yourself or you know you want to be known you want to be of course maybe influencing a little bit maybe not it dep- it's all individual this is this is why we do the coaching thing because it's all individual but essentially that's what it comes down to so the next thing you wouldn't need initially to get clients is uh facebook ads or any type of ads even At like all. what even
0: when you run your business properly, when it comes to music production or mixing, if you want to have great artists to work with or specific like kind of clients, you won't get them with advertisements. You will always like it's like advertisement is kind of, okay, let's say you want a high level artists, you won't get them with advertisements. With advertisements, running ads on social media, these kind of things, first, like if your message and if like you're not sure about your audience and you haven't got clients first, it's not going to work. That's one thing because your message won't work and people won't feel aligned anyway. Second, when you run advertisements, you may get a lot of people and probably like
1: 95% or 99% of them won't be a good fit for you. Right, like what it is that you want to advertise, like people want to boost their posts, like for what? Like advertisement has to fit into a strategy that you achieve, even if it's the most simple strategy, but at least it is a strategy. So what do you want to amplify? Like you're amplifying your message with money. You're just putting it in in front of more people. So your message has to be strong in the first place. And then what you do with with the, that's the same thing with the 10K followers. It's, It's the same thing. You're just pushing that in front of more people. What do you do then? The thing is, if it doesn't work organically,
0: it will never work with advertisements anyway. So 100%. you're just going to waste your money.
1: That's simple. Yeah. So save your money. Don't spend it on the Facebook ads. Uh, you don't need it. As well as that that fits into the whole paradigm of, of advertising is having five different profiles or five different uh, social media accounts. Like... Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, like having all this, the Gary Vee thing, like you need to put out content seven times a day on, on seven different platforms, which I feel is like the most bullshit ever. You're going to burn out. I recently, like, listen, I recently watched a YouTube video of a student, not a student, but like he's, he's a producer for other artists as well. He does the same thing that I do. And I know he's a student of, of someone, someone else, because uh, the way he structured his website and his content is similar to what I would teach. So this is what he does. Um, but then he releases that YouTube video where, where he's like almost crying and, and like, I'm depressed. I'm depressed because I want to do all of these things and I cannot do them because I burn out. I wanna I wanna stream three times a week on TikTok. I wanna release this, I wanna do that, I wanna work with so many people. I keep I keep um disappointing my clients. And I'm like, I'm super empathetical because that's me as well. Like I'm always pushing myself beyond what what I'm capable of physically and mentally as well. But then at the end of the day, like you're doing that to yourself because although he said, I wanna do these 50 things, it's not a want, it's a must for him because he feels like unless he he doesn't do that, he will not be successful, whatever successful means to him. But like most people think if they don't release content on all different platforms and all the time and do like dumb content marketing all day without pause on different platforms, they will not get clients or not make a living, which I feel is the most bullshit because again, this is not about pushing out as much content as possible in many different platforms. It's really like sticking to one, having one source of quote unquote leads, AKA people you can talk to, be just Facebook or just email or just Instagram, whatever that that is for you that you actually like. Like I like Instagram, this is my thing. You like Facebook for for your stuff as well. So pick one and that is it. And don't put out dumb content all day. Focus on, on your core things, And delivering—I don't want—I didn't even say delivering value. It's just like focus on your great offer. Talk to people, but just stick to one platform. Don't use like ten different. You don't have to. Even if you're an artist, you don't have to. Yeah, it's like
0: when you work on different like social media platform, it's different philosophies. It's different like tactics. It's different approaches. You can't do what you do on Instagram to put it on Facebook. And what you do on Instagram may not work on TikTok. And what you do on TikTok- And you're just one guy or girl. Instagram. Like just yeah.
1: imagine how, how much energy and effort you need to put in for all this bullshit that I do. And like, what is your goal? If your goal is to make a living, to make money, that's the wrong approach. If your goal is yep. just to be known and to influence, and I'm, I'm putting that in quotes, influencing people and like, just, just be known, get brand deals, maybe that's a good thing. But even that, I, I, w- I would just put that long-term and I would prioritize just just cash flow first, having ca- consistent cash flow into my pockets and delivering uh, just delivering on what, what I promise in, in my offer. And that is it. While focusing one platform. This is like the best.
0: And like for me, for instance, in terms of like, the way I run my business right now, I'm working maybe three to four hours a day.
1: Awesome. Same for me.
0: And I'm still making between 20 to 30 I want to work less.
1: I want to work less. Like, I don't want to work more, man. I'm already, I burned out many, many times. Like, I I want to have my business set. Like, I wanted to make money. I wanted to be profitable. And believe me, I, I am like, or I was all about the hustle and like, I'm not lazy at all. But like at some point, like you have to look at your life. Like, what is it that you want to do? Like, what are your goals? Is you, do you get the ROI out of what you do? It's like, if you do all this different bullshit and doesn't give you the ROI, don't do it, step away. You're not gonna die, You you don't have to, but it's also like like a little bit of a mindset thing. Again, it's super psychological because what I did and what this guy does that's seeking approval from other people. That's like seeking the approval from outside. Like un- unless I do all these things, I cannot feel like that, that I am enough. That that's the whole like, am I am I doing enough? Like, do I need to hustle twenty four seven? For me, I had I had this huge list of things that I would need to do on a daily basis, and then I would allow myself to chill. You know, I would need to work seven hours, uh, create content post stories, create a podcast and deliver my client stuff. And that's all in one day. And un- unless I have that done 100%, I cannot allow myself to feel good about myself. Like I would need to be a good boy because <laughs> I have done all of these things. Then uh, at the end of the day, I can check check the box off and sell, say to myself, like, you're good. Okay. You're, you're the man, you're the alpha. And if not, you're, you're weak. So that that's for most people. Like unless you tick off the boxes and, and you're like, have your shit done You're like, oh, I'm weak, I'm, a, I'm, I'm whack, like I'm not following my dreams, I'm, I'm not hustling enough, which is complete bullshit, nobody cares about that, and this <laughs> is not what life is all about at all. You know what's funny is one of my
0: clients, and it happens here and there sometimes, is a music social marketing coach, okay? So he's helping with advertisements and content strategy. So he knows pretty well how to put systems and processes and is on like all platforms, of course. And I was like, nope, you're gonna stop now. The kind of clients you want, you're gonna focus on getting them either on Facebook or Instagram. And what you're gonna do to get better is you're gonna just use your content and make it in two different formats, but it shouldn't take you more than what, two hours a week for the, for the entire week, basically. It was like, yeah, but my YouTube channel is like, what do you want? Do you want to make money or do you want to be a content creator? And so, right. and so like, it took him like some time, of course, because it's really different approach.
1: It's, it's, it's an entire mindset mindset shift, like completely it's 360. Or whatever. And now that he's doing it, like not that he's made, he made it.
0: Yeah, he's getting results. He's getting clients. He's getting properly paid.
1: It just, know, that's amazing. Focus.
0: Just focus on what matters. And again, what matters is the outcome of running a business is having clients. No clients,
1: no business. Yeah, making making money. Exactly. That that's all the business is. And it might sound people are like, oh, you're you're capitalistic, you're all about money. But like don't get into business when you don't want to make money. Like, do you hate money? It's like what is what is what's the problem? It's like you want to make a living, you wanna provide for your family, then stop doing all this. <laughs> bs that doesn't actually work and focus on what what does work and this is why i'm here maybe the next podcast episode will be about five things that actually do work um or maybe that will be the first podcast then i release this one i don't know we'll see but like i will get back on the podcast and and sit down right here maybe with you maybe not and provide five things that you need to be doing to get clients and then that's going to be dope then there's going to be at least one guy that's out there that's that's teaching people yeah, what works for them definitely. because I just feel that that's just non education. Because people look at other people online, they just look on Instagram, oh, this guy is doing that and he's getting clients, so this might work. And they just try to copy that and they copy it bad and they just keep repeating these things. But like, oh, the next thing is Facebook, the next thing is uh, TikTok, the next thing is and like people ask me, like, Why are you not releasing? Uh, content on TikTok will work well I'm like I don't want to I don't like the platform personally it's just I don't like it and just for the content's sake I don't want to I just don't want to put in the time I don't need it if Instagram dies my my business will not die I will readapt whatever I need to because I have the skills built up to get clients on any platform so right now I don't need to spread myself to multiple so I'll just stick to whatever works and then if that doesn't work I'll move on that's it
0: of course. And that's way it is to run a business. Running a business. It means like you, 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 ha- you have ownership, you know, how to take control. And if you depends on anything else, it means you don't run a business. That's really it.
1: Yeah. The business is running you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the worst. Yeah, right. And then
1: one last thing, and then we'll finish for today. Um, that I think, at least in the beginning, I'm not, I'm not saying long-term, that's a whole different thing depending on your goals individually again, but in the beginning, if you read a fancy business book and it says you need a full funnel to run the business, full funnel, top funnel, middle funnel, bottom funnel, email list, and only if you have a full funnel, then it's a working funnel and you will get clients. Um, that is the biggest BS I ever read. Or ever heard? Uh, long term, whole different thing. Again, long term, whatever you do, that's a whole different thing. Initially, if you want to get your clients, not even initially, but like for, even for your first like couple two years, you need a huge funnel with email lists and all kinds of lead magnets and all that shit to get to get your clients at all. So if you think about, you need a full funnel. You need to create a website, lead magnet right now, run ads to the lead magnet and Converts people to to whatever, and then get them on calls later. You don't need to. This is this is redundant. Like this takes. I mean, it's effective if you do it right, but it's just the ROI is not worth it in the beginning. Like. You want to make money instantly. You want to get cash flow going, and this this is the wrong approach. Because you you need money for ads. You need money for websites. You need money to create leads. You need uh, like lead magnets. You need money to create a whole funnel because all the software is expensive. Man, I pay what are like three fifty a month for for like all this software. Does it is it worth it? Sometimes I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like it's not even worth. it. I don't know. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. long term, it's okay. Short term, absolutely.
0: You you add like it's it's simple it's like when you, when you just want to produce or mix for for people basically like you start with what you have in your DAW and you can even do great mixes with the plugins inside your DAW yeah. to start. I with. love my
1: stock plugins.
0: Yeah, they are great. And, and then like once you're getting better, you invest and you get more plugins and these kind of things.
1: Right. Now we get the UAD shit out.
0: yeah exactly not from scratch and it is the same for your business right now what you need is talking to people and work with them once you have that then you can improve like once you 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 figure out your what works for you and for you like systems like the way i work with my clients is i make sure like it's specific to each of them it's retail like based on their personality their energy and everything of course so when, when you do that you can get the most out of it and you get results pretty fast but not going fancy like it's not about going fancy
1: and spinning like yeah i mean it feels hours. good it feels yeah. good like i'm using this software to record podcast. it looks fancy i'm having like a macbook next to me but like Slack open that that's cool. Like you have this, all this fancy shit that makes you feel like you're important. Makes you feel like a startup, one man startup because you have like all this all these analytics, all these tools, the the ad dashboard. It feels it looks cool and it feels like you're you're doing something for your business. But at the end of the day, like again, does it make you an ROI? Like do you, do you get more out of it than you spend on it? So this 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 should be the only metric for the, for your first at least for the first year. Then you can do whatever you want to.
0: Yep, like for me, if I need to spend time to learn a new thing or to create something, the first question is, is it worth it? Am I not getting, being distracted from my main priority? Right. Do I have the or does time Does it,
1: it? Does it hurt my pocket monetarily? Yeah, or, as well, of course. So, and yeah, to summarize, these are six, seven things that you don't need to do to get clients. And it's actually... I feel like that's relieving. That's relieving because if you hear that shit like, oh, I don't have to do all of this bullshit. Like I can actually minimize my stuff and do like one thing that's effective and get clients and then I don't have to pay for these tools. I don't have to use all of that. I don't have to run seven profiles with, with 20 different posts a day. So I feel that that's a good thing to hear. And and it's 100% true. Like this is, this is not something I pulled out of my ass. This is something I live by on a daily as a working producer right now. And that's, that's what you do with like the way you get clients and the way you teach your clients to get clients as well. So I feel like that's a good thing to hear. Initially, what do you think?
0: Yep. Make it simple. No more than two to three tasks a day and you'd be great. And just like, instead of creating some more bridges and steps between you and people you'd like to work with, just go straight to them, talk to them, don't be afraid. Worst case scenario, they will say no, or they won't respond and it's fine, move on. You have have like millions of people you can work with out there. Yeah,
1: man, limitless. And I feel like that's a good point to end the podcast. I wanted to keep it short to the point and it became longer than I actually planned it to, which is okay, I enjoyed the conversation. I value your time. And your input in that, you reaffirmed me into my beliefs, which is good. I know we have like a similar worldview on these things, which is not only ours, like all good business people will say yep. the same. So if, uh, if you have any final words you can you can share with our audience, please do. And let people know where they can find you and work with you as well. Final words, final word, I would say, uh,
0: don't be afraid. That's the biggest thing that holds people back. That's it. And just take action. No, you you won't die, so it's fine. As long as you're not gonna die, it's fine. Just do it. That's it. Your yeah, ego will be hurt <laughs> a bit, and that's it. <laughs>
1: yeah, we live in 2022. Like, actually, dying is 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 like a super dire consequence. Like, you have to you have to do a lot to actually die. Like, whatever. It's like. Yeah, that, that's, that That was one before we quit. Like, that was one of my biggest fears as well. Like, I don't know. I'm a super neurotic person. I'm like, oh, if I don't make this money at of the month, I'm going to die. I'm not going to be able to pay my fucking uh, rent or whatever. Like, I had this problem for a long time. Like, I don't know why, but this is again, mindset because I come from a poor, more or less, background. Like, I'm, I was born in Kazakhstan, so like, the poor people. So the whole poor people mindset still probably sits deep in, into like in, in myself to an extent. I've been able to kill it off a little bit, but I, ha- I had these thoughts for a long time, but nothing happened. I'm still here and it's all Gucci. Yeah. With that being that's, said, um, yeah. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Where can people find you online?
0: Facebook, Vincent Hervey, and that is it. that's easy. Or even Instagram, yeah. and and you find me.
1: I'll make sure to put that into the description. Check him out if you want to work with Vincent one-on-one. Um, it's worth it 100%. You're going to benefit you. greatly. And yeah, maybe we'll have another session soon. I wish you lots of success in London first. Get settled. Get your things going. I wish you lots of success in, in your endeavors. Thank you. You as well. And we can, we can think
0: about another episode for, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.